Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. My name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Welcome to this very special episode of Entree Architect Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Arlapage. Back in June, tens of thousands of architects gathered in the vibrant city of San Francisco, California for the 2023 American Institute of Architects Conference on Architecture. It was an extraordinary gathering showcasing the best and brightest minds in our architectural profession. And guess what? Gable Media, the powerhouse behind Entree Architect Podcast, was right there on the expo floor under the iconic Big Red A alongside our longtime supporters and friends at RCAT. Throughout the entire event, we were live and on the scene, capturing the energy, the excitement, the knowledge all of it being shared by industry leaders. Our team broadcasted live from the expo floor, engaging with architects and recording insightful sessions for you, our devoted listeners. We had the pleasure of hosting some of our most talented and passionate hosts from the Gable Media Network. Sharice Lakeside, the host of Detailed Podcast. Demetrius Lynch, the host of Spaces, and our partner, my partner here at Gable Media, Jessica Rogers and Lizzie Rahr of the She Builds podcast, Nikita Reed of Tangible Remnants, and, and Carrie Seaburn, the host of Unstruct. Each of them recorded episodes at our mobile podcasting studio, bringing you diverse perspective and inspiring conversations. 
All of these incredible episodes can be found at gablemedia.com, your one-stop hub for the best podcasts in architecture and design. And while you're there, make sure that you hit subscribe for each of them. You might just discover your new favorite podcast. But now, in this very special episode of the Entree Architect podcast, we have a treat for you. I'm joined by Jeff Eccles, the Vice President of Community Development and the founder and co-host of Context and Clarity. And together, we'll take you on a journey, sharing the full story, the entire story of Context and Clarity from its COVID-inspired origins to the profound impact that this unique community-based program continues to have on small firms today. So sit back, relax, and tune in as we delve deep into the world of context and clarity. Get ready to be inspired, enlightened, and empowered by the incredible insights and stories that we're going to share with you today. Thank you for listening to this very special episode of Entree Architect Podcast, and let's get started. All right, all right, all right. Wrapping up the end of the day here with a friend of mine, Jeff Eccles, host of Context and Clarity, VP of Community Development at Entree Architect, and doing all kinds of things all over the place. All kinds of things. I wanted uh, to wrap up the end of the day here at the AIA conference. What a great conference. Huge turnout here in terms of vendors and architects. A lot of people here. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Mark. Good to have you here. It's great to be here. It's great to be one of 14 or 15,000 people here. Yeah, it's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. Yeah. What we need to do is get about 10,000 of them right here with us so we can uh, talk to them. Gather around. Everybody gather around. We want to talk. I wanted to talk about Context and Clarity, which is a podcast that you started. And there's a big, long story to that. (laughs) There is a big long story. And, uh, it's a long, long story, actually. And, and I, think, I think it also ties into why this conference today is so busy. Because when we first yeah. started Context and Clarity, which I want you to tell the story of how it started, it was the beginning of the pandemic. Right. So share how Context and Clarity got started. Okay. Correct me when I get the details wrong, but April yep. 3rd, 2020, you and I were talking on one of our many conversations that we've had, you know, as friends and collaborators over the years, April 3rd, 2020, the world had already shut down, right? was shutting down. It already shut down and we said, Hey, uh, people are going to want or need a place to connect because offices were shutting down. Coffee shops were shutting down, uh, just a week or two before I had had coffee with one of my regulars back then, a friend of mine, um, and he said, we're sitting in the coffee shop and he said, you know what? In two weeks, this is going to exist anymore. And he was right. Almost to the day, two weeks yeah. later, everything had shut down. Uh, he was looking at the, at the news and everything. And, and you and I were talking April 3rd and said, everything's shutting down. Where are people going to go? How are they going to connect with each other? Where's the community going to go? Um, how are they going to find camaraderie? How are they not going to feel isolated? And, and I think the answer was, well, I don't know, but maybe we can do something about this. Right. And so there's a lot of fear. There was a lot, yeah. a lot of fear, a lot of fear, even, even and this will, this will be a recurring theme. Right. But even when at the very beginning, COVID was going to last three weeks. Right. But still a lot of fear. Everything's shut down. I can't go here. I can't go to the gym. I can't do whatever. It's shutting down. And 
So you said, well, what if we, what if we give them a place? What if we give them a place to connect? And I said, all right, <laughs> well, let's, let's give them a place to connect. So we, April 6th, 2020, we launched the first show. It wasn't called Context and Clarity yeah. that first day, yeah. but we, we hosted the first show. And I don't remember, maybe six or 10 people showed up. It was live online conversation, half an hour. Yeah. And it was just on Facebook at first. Just on right? Facebook. Just at the right. Facebook group, the Entree Architects Facebook group, which is a private architect only group. Right. And that's where our community has formed over the last, I don't know, 10 years. Right. Yeah, that's um, about right. And now today there's 8,000 architects in that group. Right. And so that's where we started. We just said, okay, we're going to show up for a week. <laughs> yeah, that was it. We're going to show up. Yeah. We're going to show up and we're going to invite people to come. And even at the very beginning, there was sort of a topic of the day, right? This, yep. this is what we're going to talk about today. And a handful of people showed up first day and more showed up the second day and more the third day. And I, and I joke about this all the time. It's, you know, when we, when we talk about the business of architecture, when we talk about starting a business, running a business, one of the things that we talk about that's important is you need to have a succession plan from the very beginning. As part of your, your business plan, you need to have a succession plan. And we never did. <laughs> we, right. we never right. had a succession plan, uh, an exit strategy for context and clarity. So we kicked this thing off three, four days a weekend. All of a sudden, we've got 10 people, 20 people showing up. Um, it took about two weeks to extend from half an hour to, to an hour long conversation. Right. And I dropped off that after that first week. Right. I asked you, can you, can you take this over for you know, a week or so? Yeah, because it's only in the last three weeks, right. right? Right. And I did. And we kept it going. Looking back, I don't actually know what the average number of people that would show up on a daily basis was. but there was a time where it was probably 40, 50 people yeah, yeah, on yeah, average every sure. day for an hour. It became part of the community's daily routine. It did. It did. It was, and it was, it was as it was supposed to be, as it was imagined to be, it was a place that they could come right. and connect with each other. And it just so happened that we connected around the topic. So it became education, became edifying not only for the social aspect, which it certainly has been, but also, hey, we can learn something. We can figure out how to do. I can, I can hear what other people are doing and with this or when a client does this. Or, or a lot of it was, was very COVID-related. Right. How are you running this? How are you doing this? How do you relate to clients when you can't go to their house or you know, whatever the specifics were? And we kept going and COVID kept going and we kept going and COVID yeah. kept going and we kept going. <laughs> yeah. And what is interesting is that we started it because that fear that was there, right? That was very, very clear everywhere in the world. Right. Everyone was sort of very concerned with what was happening. And no one's ever been through a pandemic before right. in our lifetimes, right. right? So you don't know what to expect. And what we wanted to do is just give our community, the people who we love and care about, right. some continuity some consistency, something that exactly. they can rely on every day is going to happen at four o'clock. Jeff's going to show up every day at four o'clock. Right. And like you said, it just, you just kept going. And so how many, how many episodes, daily episodes you did every day, four o'clock to five o'clock right. for how many episodes? 730. 730 consecutive, except for when you decided to take a, a vacation. <laughs> We could talk about that a little bit. Yeah, there was. Because that. that was uh, part of the history of Contact right. and Clarity. So we'll come back to that. Yep. So 700, 700 and what? 
730 consecutive daily conversations. And I want for people who haven't been there, who are not part of those conversations, you're hearing us on a podcast. So, you know, you might think that this was a daily podcast. This was Jeff coming into the Facebook group on a Facebook live, which is just Jeff on a video, right? He's not, he's not seeing everybody else. Right. So we would have 50 people show up, right. But you wouldn't see those 50 people. You would just see a little number at the top of the screen that says there's 50 people watching you. Right. So talk about the concept of the show and how it logistically worked because 730 consecutive episodes is amazing. But when you hear what you actually did for 730 episodes, pretty amazing. Even more amazing. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's really bizarre. So April 6, 2020 to April 6, 2023, three years to the day, to the day, 730 episodes. And so the way that it worked was I'd go live and do my intro, you know, to open the show every day. People would start coming into the live from Facebook and I'd see the number go up in the corner. And there, there would always be a, t- we started with a question right? every day, you know. And you'd post that in the group in the morning. So exactly. everybody knew what we were going to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Prime the pump in the morning. Uh, everybody knows when they, sh- or if they saw the post, if they paid attention to the post, they would know what the, what the topic, what the discussion of the day would be. And I'd ask that question, was just start talking. And, and the, the thing that I guess no one else has experienced, but me is, you know, I was sitting there in my studio, in my basement with three screens in front of me. So I got my spreadsheet and I've got all my things open, but essentially what's happening is I'm looking at a screen. I'm looking at myself right. on a screen. So a lot of people say, I have trouble presenting online because there's no one to look at, right? I need someone in an audience or I need someone standing behind a camera, somebody to relate to. I was talking to myself, literally literally (laughs) talking to myself for three years, every day for three years, an hour a day, talking to myself, looking at myself. And by the way, when you do this through Facebook, there's about a six or seven second delay. So I'm looking at myself, talking to myself, and I guess in a way talking back to myself seven seconds later, And then people are making comments, right? You know, right. I've got, I've got sort of a rolling commentary, like, cause it was called the, the context and clarity conversation. Right. Right. So you weren't literally talking to yourself. You right. were talking to 30, 40, yeah, 50 this, people. Yeah. It wasn't my monologue. It wasn't right. an hour long monologue. It was a conversation. And you know, there's the, the question, the topic of the day, think of watching a baseball game or a basketball game where you've got the color person, the play by play person. That's sort of what it was is doing play by play, telling the story. And then other people from the audience, the 20, 30, 40, 50 people that would show up, they're adding to that. And this is where it gets even more bizarre, I guess, because I'm looking at myself, talking to myself, reading, you know, you make a comment, I'm reading your comment back to you. Yes. And so it's- it's And then commenting on what you just read. And and then giving commentary (laughs) on your comment, right? right? Right. So So you're doing play-by-play and color commentary all at the same time through text that you're reading- Exactly. And, and yeah. pre- presenting back on a video yeah. that people are watching live. Yeah. I think that probably the biggest failure is that we don't have any video from my side of the screen. Right. There's no, no there video. Because yeah. that would, I think for somebody to see that and watch that and go, this is really, really crazy. That's why I wanted to talk to you about this here. Cause this yeah. is a documentary of what you did. Right. right. We talked about what it is and how it works before, but we've right. never really got into the details like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so 730 consecutive episodes, you talking to yourself, 30, 40, 50 people showing up every day for years. Yep. 
and commenting, right? And not only commenting back to you, but now they're starting to comment back to one another. Having conversations with each other through their comments, through their text, basically. Right. And so through those text comments and people replying to other people's comments and you reading those replies to those people's comments, right? Right. There became, not only did there, was there that opportunity where we can be there every, or you could be there every day for this community and allow this community to come together consistently day after day. But now there's relationships and networks starting to right. happen among yeah. the audience of who's showing up, right? Yeah. A, a true community, a family, really, a context and clarity oh, right, family right. Yeah. Who, who really, through 730 episodes, came to care about one another and love one another and share. And they, you know, if somebody in that group had a crisis, there would be 30, 40, 50 people yeah. there for that person because of this relationship that Absolutely. was being built through this, yeah. this program. What, what would we even call context and clarity? Well, um, how would you introduce it? Cause you always introduced it. So there was a specific name that you gave it, but you called it the conversation. The conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So I presented, we're, we're at AI National today, obviously. Last year at AI National, I presented on building community and using the idea of community building as a business development tool. When AI National reached out to me and asked if I would speak last year, the idea for that talk really came from what we achieved through context right. and clarity. You know, no offense to certain types of companies that are here certain categories of companies that are here, but a lot of people don't, when it comes to a business context, when it comes to what a lot of people on this trade show floor do, they talk about building communities, but they don't get it. Right. Community is a big buzzword. In our a, industry it is a right buzzword. Now. Yeah. Right. And Everybody wants to build a community. Quote right. Unquote. Right. And unfortunately, a lot of the companies look at, you know, their version of building community is basically free tech support. Right. You know, some, some version of that. But what happened with context and clarity was there was a true community. Right. There was trust. There was give and take. There were all those things that you need to build true relationships. And, and the really unique thing about it was that we had never met each other. Right. Many of us had never met each other. Yeah. So 30, 40, 50 people show up in this community every single day, care for each other, love each other. Like you said, we, we had a, a community member pass away. Um, thousands of dollars were raised yeah. uh, for his family. Within 24 hours. Within 24 hours, you know, a lot of things happened. And these are people that are, were, that are invested in each other and had never physically encountered each other. And, actually, and never saw one another. Because we're talking about text communication right. towards right. one another that you were reading, right. helping to build those connections. Right. But they, they actually never, other than the Facebook icon, most of them didn't even know what the others looked like. Exactly. Other than that yeah. icon. Yeah, you get the little circle with the, whatever your your profile picture is and the name next to it. Which is what you were looking at too, right? Yeah. You were building a relationship yes. with these icons. Exactly. And the personalities that, yeah. that are coming from the typing. Yep. That's and, the, and where they lived. Right. You know, because I always ask that, where are you? Who are you? Who, who are you? Where are you? And I started to learn. Right. You know, here's their, what their icon looks like. Here's what their name is. Here's where they're from. I could remember those things. Just word association basically is what it boiled down to. And that began to build a true community in the most pure, real sense. We almost accidentally, purposefully, accidentally built a real community. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, what we did is we laid the foundation for community yeah. to happen. Right. Right. And we did it because of, you know, what communities always are built upon, right? They're, right. they're built upon caring and sharing and learning from one another. Right. Right. That's how a real community in, in the world happens, right? Yeah. With a physical community. Right. They come together for a purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we started this community not intentionally to build community. We were just because we already had the community. Right. The Facebook group was already a close knit community just because the culture of that Facebook group is very sharing and caring. Right. But we gave them an opportunity to come together on a daily basis and yeah. do that on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, the, the bottom line is if you provide a platform, you provide a safe place, you provide consistency, right? So now I know what to expect. I know that I can come here and I can openly share in that safe place. Right. And I know that's a sort of a buzz term too, but it, it's real. But that has to be true and authentic it, too. It absolutely. has to be, all of that has to be true and authentic. Just like planting your garden, right? You've got the foundation, you've got the fertile soil, you've got all the things, and then you give the plants a place to thrive. And that's really great analogy for building community. And that's what happened. You know, you mentioned part of the history, October 8th of 2020, I guess it was, I was looking at the screen and, I, you know, seeing the little circles, the yeah. profile pictures and the names. And at some point I real, at some point I was confused. You know, I, I see this picture and I see a name and I saw a comment and for whatever reason, I'm looking at them and they didn't match up in my mind. They didn't match right. up and I couldn't figure out why. And then at some point my brain starts going, well, that name doesn't go with that picture because again, it was word association. You know, I'm, I'm associating pictures and, and names, I guess together, but in my brain, they suddenly weren't matching up. And then the next step was I, I'm looking at words and I recognize them as words, but I don't know what the words are. Mm. And so long story short, within a few minutes, I was over at the stroke unit at the hospital that's five blocks from my house. And it was a very scary day. It was a scary day. You know, the diagnosis was TIA, which is often called mini stroke. Yeah. And it took a while to figure out, you know, what the cause of that was. But that idea of the people sharing and caring, I know that when that happened, you know, and part of that, I got into it. I, I obviously at some point knew something was very wrong and I couldn't even remember how to stop. I couldn't remember how to turn it off. And eventually I saw a red button. I thought that must be it. So I hit the red button and I know that people started texting and sending yeah. messages back and forth. Like, hey, something I, I started wrong. getting texts. Chris, Chris right. Novelli was the first one, but I think John Jones also. Yeah. Several people who had my contact information because I didn't see it. Yeah. People who were there or were watching what was happening knew that something bad happened. Right. Didn't know what happened, yeah. but knew that something bad had happened and started texting me. And I didn't have any other contact information for you other than your contact, you know, your text. Right. And yep. you were in the hospital. Yeah. Let's take a quick break to say thank you to our sponsors for their support of this episode. Accurate data is crucial, especially in today's business environment. Outdated and inaccurate data leads to turnarounds, delays, and rising costs. With supply chain and staffing issues, these costs and delays can multiply. That's why a resource like RCAT.com is so important. 
RCAT works with manufacturers to keep their data up to date and accurate and offers it to you easily accessible and free. Use RCAT's powerful search engine to find what you need fast and download it right there on their site without needing to pay for anything. It's free. You don't even have to register. So go try rcat.com today. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. Unlock your full potential as an architect business owner at Entree Architect Network. Since 2013, Entree Architect has been the premier membership community designed exclusively for small firm entrepreneur architects like you. Join a vibrant community of like-minded professionals and gain access to a wealth of resources, mentorship, and support. From comprehensive courses to expert guidance, Entree Architect Network equips you with the necessary tools to thrive in your career. Master business strategies, enhance your marketing techniques, and excel in project management, all while fulfilling your continuing education requirements along the way. Break free from the isolation and connect with a supportive network that understands the unique challenges that you face as an architect business owner. Whether you're a startup architect or a seasoned professional looking to make a difference, join us and we will help you elevate your career, boost your confidence and unlock opportunities for your architecture firm. When our community of entrepreneur architects is linked and leveraged as one, there's no limit to the impact that we can have on the world. Visit EntreeArchitect.com today and become part of our thriving network. Unleash the full potential of your architecture business. Join Entree Architect Network today, the premier global business organization for small firm architects. Learn more at EntreeArchitect.com. You know, these people that you're talking about that are caring for each other, et cetera, and something happens and people are jumping in. I was in the ER initially, or, or stroke unit, part of the ER, and I'm getting texts. I'm getting texts from the community, you know, about what's going on. And so, I mean, that that's just a scary but small example of what the community has done. And of course, you know, you fast forward and there's lots of other examples, including poorly named events. <laughs> but in February of 2021, we launched the live interview version of Context and Clarity. So that's Context and Clarity Live. Yeah. Explain what that is. So that's a separate thing from the conversation. It's basically a spinoff, right? And so the idea was, again, we would have a topic, but we would now have a guest that we would interview. And Catherine McPhail was, for the first year and a half, two years, was my co-host. And we would have a guest on. And the list of guests is, is pretty wild yeah. and amazing. But we would talk to these guests about what was important, whoever they were and whatever they did, what's important for a small firm architect, a small business owner, an entrepreneurial architect, what's important for them to take away from whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you talk about. And um, so we launched that in February. And I think it was about June of that year. We had a, actually, this was not, the guest canceling. This was me needing to cancel because I, I got jury duty. I got jury duty one week and we had a really big name bucket list guest. And I knew that I couldn't risk, right? What if I get chosen for jury duty and I have to cancel on them at the last minute? I knew that would be disastrous. So I reached out to their team early and I said, 
I may or may not get chosen, but I think we need to reschedule. And it was late. And we didn't have a backup plan. And so we had three people from the community on the Context and Clarity Live that Thursday. And we called it a member spotlight. That was the first member spotlight. We're having this conversation. We're learning about these three members of the community. And the three of them hatched this idea. And I, I thought, okay, this is funny. <laughs> this is a joke. What a great idea. There's no way they're going to pull this off. But they said, oh, we should have Eccleston, like Woodstock. Right. We should have Eccleston. We can get together. We can have conversations. We can play music and, and all of this. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. Terrible ha, name. Ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Terrible name. You know, and long story short, they did it. They pulled it off in Northern Vermont during COVID. I mean, still, this was, uh, what, October, I think, of 2021 in Northern Vermont. 20 people showed up and, and James Polk made t-shirts for it in the whole bit in the theme of the original Woodstock. And what was to me, what was really crazy about that event was number one, that people wanted to show up, but of those 20 people, there was only one person out of those 20 that I had ever met before in person. Right. But you knew all of them, but I knew all of them. I had never even met Catherine before in person. She's my, she's been my co-host yeah. for almost a year at this point. <laughs> I'd never met her before. She picked me up at the airport in Boston. But we got to the resort, Jay's Peak Resort in Northern Vermont. And you walk in the room, there's 20 people, 19 people who you don't know. And it's like, you know, every single one of these people. It's like walking into a room filled with old friends that you've never met before. That was probably one of the most bizarre experiences of my life because it's like, I know every, I recognized every, I've never met them. I've never seen them. Only thing I've seen is their little profile picture. I recognized every single person in the room and knew every single person in the room and knew where every single person in the room was from. And, you know, a big part of their backstory and their business and everything else. And that to me was an incredible testament to the community that we had, you know, the whole bit of, 20 people saying, oh, it's COVID, but we're, we're still going to go and, and do this. And then, like, oh, yeah, here we are, a whole bunch of friends getting together like a high school reunion or something. Yeah. But you never met before. That was a pretty amazing, pretty amazing time. 730 consecutive episodes, 100 plus Context and Clarity Live interviews. 36 right now, I think. Um, Those still go. The pod, yes, they, they happen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, it's just live. a day in time. And the podcast has been going, you know, for, it's evolved over the years, but that has been consistent as well. When your context and clarity conversation ended, you ended it after three years to the day. You know, after 730 episodes, you can't do it forever, right? Everything has to have a beginning and an end. And so... And we decided that, okay, this three-year anniversary is a good opportunity to end this so we can continue to grow other things, right? Because it was a need to continue to evolve and grow other things. That day was a really uh, powerful day. Hard to explain. It, a lot of people really, really upset that that ended. Yep. And I would guess that there probably were tears that that ended. That show, Context and Clarity, The Conversation, meant a lot to a lot of people. What I wanted to know as we wrap things up, because we're going to have to wrap up our conversation here soon, 
I want to know what it meant to you to have those 730 consecutive conversations, build that relationship, the relationship with all of those people. How did it impact you in your life? Well, I think, you know, there were so many people that talked about having that place to go, right? The whole reason that we launched it was to give people a place to go. And we've got lots of comments and testimonials and, you know, it helped me do this. I don't remember the number off the top of my head anymore, but we know that businesses launched out of context and clarity. Yeah, partnerships. Partnerships. Some people decided to go out on their own. Suddenly they're empowered. Suddenly they have permission to go out on their own. And, you know, all, all the stories of the impact of context and clarity in the community, all that's really gratifying. I mean, it's amazing to hear that. And my personality has always been easily putting myself second and trying to lift other people up and help other people. And, you know, when I started thinking about the contemplating the end of context and clarity, I thought, well, you know, it didn't launch my business or anything like that, but in a very real way, it saved me as much as it saved anybody else because it gave me a place to go and it gave me a community of people to immerse myself in. And, and it's funny, we, we also launched a book club during this and I didn't have any shortage of, <laughs> of books, you know, 30, 40 a, a year or something. But we got to the point where we would have a book club book and then we would try to get the author of that book in the context of Third Live. And so the exposure and the ability to talk to these people. And so I learned so much. And, you know, we've got another show going now, which is essentially the same thing. I learned so much. I absorbed so much. If you ever think about doing a project like this and think, oh, I'm just going to show up and, and have conversations, or I'm just going to show up and interview people and whatever your concept is for your, the content that you're going to produce, you better hang on because you're going to learn a lot. Yeah. You're going to develop new skills and which is certainly a part of my current story. You're going to develop friendships. You're going to develop relationships. You're going to build a network. You're going to learn a lot of things. I don't know how you couldn't, honestly. The whole idea of processing all of this information for 730 episodes all around the business of architecture, there's no way to do that without learning an right. awful lot, right? And I guess in a very real way, I probably had more conversations with more architects in the world than anybody else. Yeah. Period. Yeah. If you want to think about it in that way. And that's a huge benefit to me and what I do. Right. And now my current situation, I'm working with shadow ventures, shadow partners. And one of the reasons I'm working with them is because of my immersion in the AEC world and, right. and my immersion with architects and, and the ability in a way to come to AIA and blend in. Right. And to be able to go to all of these tech companies, all these innovative people and look at them. I've been here 24 hours, not even 24 hours at this point. And our CEO has sent me at least three Slack messages. What do you think about this company? What do you think about this company? What do you think about this company? And what he's asking is, how do architects see this product? Right. Right. And so for me, that's a lot of fun. Right. And you know, I'm also doing a show for Shadow Partners and and that's going to grow very quickly in similar directions. But I get to research, I get to immerse myself in, in tangents that I've, I've never been in before and be involved in, in other things. But one of the books that we read and talked about and talked to the author of was Content-Based Networking. James Carver is the author. 
And the premise is basically, if you really want to be seen as a thought leader, if you really want to build a book of business, if you really want to establish yourself in a place that you're not yet, start a podcast, start producing content. He produces podcasts. So that's the direction he takes. But he says, you can do this with blogs. You can do this with any medium you want. But the idea is you are associating yourself with these thought leaders. You're associating yourself with these people. So a lesson for architects is if you want to be the restaurant architect, start a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Start a podcast about designing restaurants or about chef-owned restaurants or whatever it is that relates to your niche. And pretty soon you will be that restaurant architect because people associate you with those chefs and with those projects, whether you've done the projects or not. And, And that's not about being fake or, you know, fooling anybody. But, you know, back to my story, the amount that I learned in reading the books and talking to the guests and, and hosting all of these, that's 700, it's, it's almost a thousand conversations, right? Well, by the time you combine all these things, I walk around here and people recognize me, which is pretty freaky, especially since, well, I guess if they did context and clarity, they saw my face, but a lot of people just hear my voice and I've had people walk up and say, I, I recognize that voice. Right. Yeah. But the real benefit to me is that a lot of people know that I'm plugged in. And a lot of people know that I understand things that many people, and I'm not saying this to try to brag or, you know, it's not an ego things. I understand a lot that a lot of people in our industry don't. And it's just because of the conversations. It's not because I'm smart. It's not because of anything other than the fact that I've just been immersed in this. And I, you know, I did the work. I put in the time and had the conversations, uh, which is a big part of life, right? It's showing up and doing the work. And, and it's been a lot of fun. And it means a whole lot. I mean, I, I joke about it all the time, the whole Ecclestock. I still, I will never be comfortable with the name, <laughs> but it means a lot, right? It means a lot that people say, hey, we should gather together and we'll, we'll name it after Jeff. You know, it means a lot when I send out an email or a post about some personal things that are going on. And within minutes or seconds, my phone, not my email, but my phone is lighting up, you know, text phone calls, et cetera. You know, it means a lot. I don't recommend any of this, by the way. You're in the ER, right? Because who knows what happened in your brain? Yeah. By the way, if you're going to host 730 conversations like that in that format, you have to break your brain in some way because your brain doesn't naturally work (laughs) that way. But it means a lot when you're there in the ER. During COVID, you've got to be by yourself because no one can go in there with you and you don't have any idea what's going on. And you're in the stroke unit of the hospital at 50 years old or however old, whatever my age was. Yeah, I guess it's 50. And you're getting texts and phone calls from people from this community who have never actually physically connected with you. And that that's a testament to building community. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. So many lessons in this story. A true testament to community. True testament to you. I mean, you really... Your commitment to this community is, you know, can't even explain how in words the commitment you've given to this community. You mean so much to the people of this community and what you've given them for the past three years is something really, really special. You've literally changed lives with the work that you've done. So I just wanted to, to say thank you for your commitment to this community and, the, and your commitment to the individual people who show up and are part of our community. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. But, you know, I say this every time we close out Context and Clarity Live, 
is that, you know, this has all been a blast for me. And the context and clarity live talking to some of the people we've talked to Seth Godin and Pat Flynn and Mike McCallowitz. And so, I mean, some crazy names. When Will Gadara. Will Gadara two weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. We actually have a tab on the spreadsheet. At one point, it was called bucket list. And one point, it was called wish list. But it's like, these are people that I've dreamed or maybe never dreamed that I'd be able to talk to. And so when we close out Context and Clarity Live every week, I thank everybody. Because if it weren't for everybody showing up, right. it's one thing for me to show up 730 times. But if it were just me showing up, that, that wouldn't have lasted. No. It would have lasted three days. Yeah. It wouldn't have made it to the end of the week. You're right. Correct. Yeah. That was a community of people showing up 730 times. It wasn't just Jeff. Yeah. Jeff might be the common thread, but, but it was 730 episodes of other people showing up and giving me the opportunity to have those conversations because if people didn't care, if they didn't show up, we would not have had the conversation with Will Gadara two weeks ago, which is, you know, Will's the author of Unreasonable Hospitality, which if you haven't read it, by the way, you, as an architect, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a restaurateur, but you'd better read that book. If you don't take anything else away from this conversation, you need to do that. And I've got 780 other book recommendations for you when you're done with that one. But it really is, it's everybody else. I'm the only one that was crazy enough to keep showing up day after day to host it. And that's all it was. It was just me reading comments. Yeah. Me showing up with a whole bunch of other people. Yeah. Yeah. Very special. Well, Demetrius is back here. So we're going to wrap things up. It's great to have you both here because that story that we just talked about, Context and Clarity, really much of that started from the other podcast that you've done, the Build Your Brand podcast for Entree Architect. That's how Gable Media started, is that Entree Architect had the Entree Architect podcast we wanted to create a second podcast called Build Your Brand about branding and marketing. I invited Jeff to host that. And I invited Demetrius to come and work with Jeff to create it. And through that podcast, we realized that there was something bigger, something more important to do. That was a really important podcast, hoping to continue to do that podcast. But there is something born out of that, right? More opportunities to help this profession, to help individuals in the community thrive through content, right? Through podcasting, through video. And so that's how Gable Media was born, is through that relationship of building that podcast. And so uh, it's great to have you both here for me to be able to say thank you, both Demetrius and Jeff, for doing that, right? For putting together that podcast, which is a fantastic podcast. I'm so proud of Build Your Brand. But what blossomed from that is really, really special with what we're doing here throughout the conference here is with all of these podcasts that we're talking about, it's pretty special. Yeah. Never would have thought that, I think three years later, that we'd have, I think it's 12 shows now, Build Smart, Build Your Brand, Context Clarity, Design Vault, Detailed, Hatcher Architect, obviously, Hidden in Plain Sight, She Builds, Spaces, Talking Home, Tangible Remnants, and Unstruct as our pretty full, good lineup. Yeah, we're our full catalog, top podcasts in the community in AEC. Super exciting to be at this point, but we got a long way to go. Lots of plans and, and yeah. things coming down the pipe. So, And we're going to wrap things up here, but maybe we'll talk more about this tomorrow morning when yeah. we launch tomorrow. 
But we now have a new membership program yep. at Gable Media. We're taking Gable Media to the next level. So do you want to talk about that a little bit before we wrap up? And then we'll tease it a little bit. Yeah. And then we'll talk more tomorrow. Yeah. So we just launched our membership program, I think, earlier this week. And one of the major perks, I think, I'll hold that till tomorrow. But we launched that this week and, and have started promoting it. So if you're listening to current podcasts, you probably heard a little bit of that. But We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Yeah. We're building Gable Media to be much more than just a podcast network. And yeah. this is this is the first step towards that. Really exciting. Well, it is an exciting day full of audibles. We had to adjust quite a bit on the fly today, but it was such an exciting day. We had Sharice for an hour talking to sort of a variety hour. I talked to Clopay. And then chatted with Bill for a little bit to hear about our cat and kind of how to navigate their website. I knew that using their website was super easy, but I didn't realize how much easier it is after talking with him. And he explained some of the shortcuts and you can type almost anything into their search bar and find what you're looking for. So we talked a little bit about that. Go to ourcat.com and go check it out. If you haven't been there in a while, it continues to grow and evolve. Ourcat.com. Great partners. Yeah. And then we took talked to a few of their clients, GAF, Gladiator, and Nucor. And then you guys kind of rounding it out for today. But great first day. We're looking to build on today for tomorrow's show. And we have She Builds coming up tomorrow and Tangible Remnants. And then Detailed again. And then Spaces will be kind of closing out the day for tomorrow. But if you're listening to this in sections or walking by and hearing us, we have a full lineup tomorrow as well. Yeah, should be exciting. All right. Sounds good. Yep. We'll see you tomorrow. Looking forward to it. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. If you liked this episode of Entree Architect Podcast, please share a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share a link to this episode with a friend because that is how Entree Architect has grown to serve thousands more architects just like you. By sharing a rating, write a review, share a link to this episode with a friend. I appreciate you for that. Thank you to all our sponsors for this episode, RCAT and Entree Architect Network. Links to sponsors and all the resources we discussed today are available at the show notes for this episode and every episode found at entrearchitect.com slash podcast. Entree Architect is a member of the Gable Media Podcast Network, the next evolution of interactive media and resources for the AEC community and beyond. You can now earn continuing education credits for listening to this podcast. Select episodes of Entree Architect Podcast are approved for AIA continuing education credit. Learn more about our new Gable Members program at gablemedia.com members. That's G-A-B-L media.com slash members. Thank you for listening to this episode of Entree Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlapage. Love, learn, and go share what you know. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? 
Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my One that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There's a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.